Okay, welcome to this isolation podcast. We are recording this from our respective homes um, after a few failed attempts. <laughs> Abortive attempts. We're, we're using this software called Zencaster, right? Um, we did a test a few days ago, didn't we? Yeah. And something a little bit embarrassing happened to me. Yeah, what happened? You told me something embarrassing <laughs> happened, but you wouldn't tell me what it was. It must be it's pretty embarrassing. embarrassing. It's not really embarrassing, but basically, um, after the test, I got an email from this woman called Lynn yeah. from Zencaster. Yeah. And she said, and it said, hi, Ben, um, just to let you know that the that the chat box on the right is to chat to like connected users. The chat box yeah. on the left is, is to chat to tech support. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so basically, while I was waiting for you to connect, I was yeah. like chatting chat to Lynn the beginning of you. <laughs> <laughs> what were you saying? So oh, I said God. two things. Oh, Lynn. I said two things. Um, one was, um, welcome to the Inspiration Isolation Station. <laughs> and uh, the other was, hello, dear, I'm going to be sending you lots of vitriol. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, oh, Lynn. Can you move your mic a bit away from your mouth? It's, it's a little bit... Uh, yeah. It's been a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's better. Yeah. But, um, Poor Lynn. I don't know what Lynn... I don't know what Lynn made of that like, but she's um, uh, she's subsequently quit her job at Zencaster. She did say that I'm here to help if you need anything. <laughs> you need me to I didn't send her any. Send me some vitriol. Yeah. Hello, dear. Like, I'll be sending you some vitriol. <laughs> <laughs> she was laughing her head off. It's dead confusing though because the it's the not big that confusing. Name, I can see. It I'm is. looking at the screen right now. It's not that confusing. Yeah, but you've got a slightly different setup because I'm I was the one who signed up to it. Yeah. Oh, well. But there we go. Not much we can do about that. Yeah. Um, so uh, I think, anyway, can we contact Lynn? Can we get hold of her now and get her on the podcast? <laughs> I thought you were going to say, can we contact the dead? <laughs> well, that as well. I mean, that would also be useful. Got a lot of questions for some of those guys. Um, do a seance. A seance. I can, I, I can email Lynn back at any time now. I've got we've made the right. connection. Email her now. See if she's yeah. willing to talk on the podcast. Give her a side of the story. Yeah, we'll do. Maybe for another show, that one. <laughs> um, but anyway, we're kind of heading into the sort of third week of isolation. Yeah. Um, and like, I think the first week, the sun was out. I had more time at home and I was think- feeling quite good about it in a way. Yeah. Not obviously the situation. I mean, it's dreadful, like what's happening, obviously. Yeah. But pers- personally, I've had a lot of uh, exp- like uh, preparation for isolation. Yeah, most of your life has been <laughs> prep. So for me, it's not really much changed. Although I've been working outside the house recently more. Yeah, but really, I mean, it's no, it's not that much different for me. Now, what else has it been like for you? Um, it's very unusual. Uh, yeah, the first few days were were pretty great. You know, it feels like yeah. obviously, Loads of time yeah, home. obviously, aside from all the horrible stuff that's happening in the world, but like, it's nice to have some time at home with the family and that. But then. After a few days, you bit you start to get a bit like you wish so you could crazy. just go out. Uh. So, what's it feeling like now? Are you getting a bit down? Or? I'm not down. I'm just no. a bit fed up of it all. You know what I mean? Like, it's a yeah, bit. Keeps... Uh, I just want to go out. I'm not have to worry yeah. about getting coughed on. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think like um, for me, like as I say, I'm not really too bothered about my own situation, but I just find myself sort of muttering and breath like, "Oh God, yeah. just dreadful." Oh like, God. <laughs> Oh, the world! The world's yeah. gone haywire. Yeah, and there's no, there's no footy on. 
and there's no snooker and there's nothing to like. Oh, did you watch the Grand National? No. You didn't watch it, oh, no. no, it's not real, is it? No, I my horse Deaf Duty didn't do too well. <laughs> Deaf Duty? It's a cheery yeah. name for an imaginary horse. We should have given <laughs> all nice names. <laughs> like, yeah, to be fair, I did actually win the horse cake. Potter's, <laughs> Potter's Corner, so you know, it's to do I with can't believe you won money on a virtual horse race. Well, no, I won like 100, 120 quid or something. Fucking okay, hell. Um, You're the, the jammiest the, bastard alive. The name of the horse was Potter's Corner, so I was going to bet on that, wasn't I? You basically just bet on a cartoon that someone's made. Sandy from Duck Tandy. Name a cartoon horse. Uh, I, I really enjoyed it, and to be honest, no horses got injured this year. Yeah. I, think it was, I actually think it was better. <laughs> well, this is the problem, isn't it? Like, they're going to... Now they've done this, someone somewhere will just go, you know what, that was better than horse racing. It's cheaper. You don't have to feed the virtual horses anything. You don't need a bag <laughs> of oats amazing. at the end. Like, graphics are amazing. <laughs> graphics are only going to get better. Let's just keep doing this. I would like it. If, like, say, like you will lap it up. I think it'd be great if they say, like, me and you bet on a horse and we could, like, put on a VR headset and ride it virtually. <laughs> Beg pardon. And ride your own bet. There's a very different market for that. Um, that would be absolutely incredible, though. Can you imagine? Yeah. I think it would be better if everybody logged on and they had to press a, a key combination on their uh, on their keyboards. And the faster you press it, the faster your horse goes. <laughs> or, like, you know, you could stay on at the end and you could go back to the stable or go to the knackers yard. Just, or... just ride it till it's dead. Yeah. Ride it into the ground. You could just stay in that virtual world, like going around Aintree. Yeah. T- <laughs> Why do you want to live in a virtual Aintree? I don't know. I just enjoyed it. You've it been to actual of... Aintree? It's a shithole. I know, but I just it was just a bit of fun, wasn't it? Well, <laughs> I didn't have any fun. No. Have you seen, like, in the press, people getting snapped with, like, purchases, like, unnecessary purchases? No. There's well, been, like, like, you know... Pe- unnecessary... Yeah, Easter like food, basically. I saw that, Easter like, eggs. yeah, that, like, the police were going into corner shop, yeah, like, yeah. smashing their supply of Easter eggs and going, yeah. "It's not essential. You can't sell well, it." It was like the they've Daily already Mail bought have... it. They've already bought it wholesale. Why can't they sell it? Well, yeah, the Daily Mail have been like putting snaps up of people like buying like DIY stuff or like Easter eggs and stuff. Yeah, and Miriam came back from Sainsbury's with a giant green slide and said she took ages to get it in the boot. <laughs> I was thinking, she's gonna be she's gonna be on the front of the Daily Mail. Yeah, I was really worried. Yeah, but Actually, we got it home as well. German national. I know. Yeah. German national buys slide. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Um, there we go. Daily Mail won't like that. No, it's absolutely. It, I think it's difficult. It's difficult for like for family members who are completely on their own. Yeah, um, like my mine. I feel really sorry for me nan because like she's basically in her flat. Um, yeah, and can't go out anywhere can't have any visitors and also um if you ring them up what have you got to say well this is it i've been trying to phone a lot but like what have you been up to nothing (laughs) what have you been up to nothing (laughs) (laughs) same again tomorrow then um same time tomorrow yeah i mean it's a bit easier with my mum and dad because i can phone them uh like video call on whatsapp and they can have a look at the baby and that uh yeah and that's like no, there's something to talk about there. But like, you can't do that with me. With me. Nah, she's not even got the internet. Oh god, she's got. You have phone. to send it. 
You have to send us some brass rubbings. <laughs> yeah, we'll do. Send us some <laughs> of your baby. Do a brass rubbing of Lucy. Send her a woodcut. <laughs> By the time you finished it, it'll all be over. <laughs> I'm just nipping out to being cute of non-essential, going to get some woodcutting items. <laughs> some files. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. But it's hard oh, work, isn't it? Like, uh, I think I'm struggling with all the days being the same. It gets a bit confusing. It it's feels like, like every day is Sunday. Isn't it? Yeah. It's, you know, that, that bit between Christmas and New Year. Yeah, it's just that. Yeah. The, uh, the gooch of the year. <laughs> the perineum. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, it's like that, but permanently. Oh, dear. It's madness, isn't it? Yeah, it's madness. That ball is fucking madness. Uh, yeah. Have you been watching a lot of CBBS? An awful lot of CBBS, yeah. Um, yeah. I actually had an anxiety dream the other day that uh, the BBC had announced that they were cutting back all non-essential broadcasting, so it was only going to be oh, news. God. And I was like, "Oh Jesus, if they do that with CBBS, well, wow. you, you said that you'd noticed that um, people are still sending pictures. Yeah, they're still doing oh, birthday cards. That's that's oh, like right. a little beacon of hope in a grey world to me. Like, yeah. I love the fact that people still take the time to do that in a digital world. Make a cardboard birthday card and send it in. We we sent one in. One brother sent one in, like a picture to Wackaday. Oh yeah. How how old was, were you this time? I can't remember. I can't remember, but I remember when it when it got shown, it like absolutely blew our heads off. <laughs> um, and it was it was it was uh, King Kong with a mallet, and it yeah. was entitled King King Mallet. <laughs> <laughs> Not a very good pun. But, uh, it's not a pun. It's not a pun, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't really work, but uh, yeah, funny, absolutely though. blew our tiny that minds. Into Timmy Mallet was You thought it was good. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure I sent one in, but I'm not sure it got shown. It wasn't good quality enough. <laughs> Timmy Mallet threw it straight in the bin. <laughs> this is absolutely rubbish. Who sent this in? <laughs> Black Never again. Hmm. Um, yeah, he was very. Uh, he was actually a very violent man, Timmy Mallet. Is that why they had to give him a sponge mallet? Yeah, the producers yeah. had to put that sponge mallet in his hands because otherwise he would have gone for an actual claw hammer. <laughs> put all the sharpies away. <laughs> oh dear, yeah. he was a, a wacky one. one. He, he was, was a wacky one. <laughs> yeah, he was a wacky one. You wouldn't trust him with your kids. Well, he was best mates with um, Harris. Well, exactly. Um, that says it all, really, doesn't it? It's not, not never been proved. Well, that doesn't no. mean anything. It has been proved with Harris. It has. Harris. My brother, my brother bought me for Christmas um, Rolf Harris's Animal Hospital Tales. What, this book. Christmas? Yeah, just as a joke, because we weren't oh, doing right. presents. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Did he buy that in a shop or internet? He saw it in a charity shop. Okay, fair enough. It's got a good chapter on how to handle a young beaver. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's been no snooker. Although, we last last our last outing together was mm. to go and watch the snooker. Well, I think we should talk about that in the main podcast if we ever get around to doing one. What's this, then? This is just going to be a little insert. Into Have the- I been brought here under false pretenses? No, this is going to be a main feature in the next show, but I think as the quality is not quite as good, we'll save the, 
the juicy what are you bits. Talking about the the this is high quality stuff. <laughs> you're clipping. You're clipping, mate. You're clipping a longer fair old lick. <laughs> you're maxing out, mate. <laughs> I'm going for the you maxi. Made, you made a maxi. Um, uh, I think that's fine. The listeners won't care about that. You're, yeah, clippity clop, you are, mate. <laughs> Jorgen Clip. Jorgen. <laughs> Jorgen Clip. Can you do a Jorgen Clop impression? No. no. You can. You can. <laughs> you can do headers. I bet you should do it. You've got the. You've got the. Uh, <laughs> apply the squeeze. <laughs> <laughs> you've got the, the German accent down, mate. Nailed. What I was going to say was, though. I mean, it's stating the obvious a bit. There's no snooker, there's no sport, but it is very depressing, that, isn't it, that there's no snooker? Yeah. it's. I mean, oh, my God. It's very, very depressing. That would be... I mean, that would be absolutely ideal at the moment, wouldn't it, the snooker? Oh. I mean, I think well, they could have done it with, like... I know it's not the same without the crowd, but the crowd oh, would be quiet for most of it. It would have been, it would have been dreadful, though, wouldn't it? And also, if they can do a virtual grand... National with virtual horses. They can Photoshop some people into the background of the Crucible. Yes. You know. Didn't you once watch like a FIFA match being played out? Or was that somebody else? Yeah, that was me, yeah. That was when I was younger. <laughs> yeah. I used to... Because, um, you know, when we were younger, there wasn't that much footy on the telly. Like, <laughs> you know, match the yeah. day on a Saturday night. But uh, yeah. I had like, FIFA 95 on the, uh, on the Sega Mega Drive. And I used to set up a game, and you could change the match length to ninety minutes, oh my like a God. real thing. And uh, and then I'd put the two teams in, and then but then I'd move the controllers both to the middle, so it was all controlled by the computer. And I'd sit there <laughs> and watch it. That's really insight into your your. Admittedly, child, I'll admit I never watched a full match of ninety minutes because it's pretty no. it's pretty dull, and the yeah. graphics were were not very good. But I mean, Some now you could do it on FIFA now. The graphics are amazing. What I was gonna say, she, like every club has a like an esports player, don't they? Yeah. Like, so like you could watch. I'd watch that maybe for like ten minutes for night TV. Or <laughs> See, I wouldn't. I, I definitely With, wouldn't. I'd rather watch like uh, if it was Everton versus Liverpool. Like you might. If there was nothing FIFA. else. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know, it's a bit shit, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't watch that. Oh, well. I wouldn't watch that. I'd rather die. <laughs> oh dear. Um, yeah, I feel. I mean, it's bad enough for us as adults having to like stay in and just find things to like occupy ourselves with. But like, I feel really sorry for like kids. Imagine if you're like ten, a ten-year-old boy, and then you just told like, right, you can't, you can't go out, you can't go anywhere, you just got to stay in. The tell, house. You what, tell you what, would be worse. Imagine if you were like turning eighteen. Yeah, that summer was amazing when you can go out drinking. Yeah, and stuff. yeah, yeah. Oh man. Yeah, but they're all alright yeah. because they're all getting bloody free A levels, aren't they? Imagine like finishing your A levels and not being able to go out. Yeah, but they don't. They're not going to finish their A levels, are they? they? Just get given a grade. Yeah. So it's they're, they're quids in basically, unless you did shit the year before in your box, then you've had it, mate. Yeah, yeah. You've had it. <laughs> oh, do you know what? I, I've actually got a good game that we can play. It might not be that okay. good audio, but if you go to Wikipedia, yeah. Um, I used to play. This is a game I used to play a lot at work. Yes. And when I worked uh, somewhere else. Um, so you see on the left-hand side, 
this like yes. links main page blah 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 if you go to yeah. random article oh yeah, yeah you click that graham lloyd i've got so former england former england cricketer yeah mine is uh a song called that's what i get for loving you by kent blazy and neil thrasher what do you reckon that goes like um that's what I get for loving you. I should have been with someone else. When I was there, I'm the blues. When I just chill, like all the shell. That's what I get for loving you. I think I'm going to put some reverb on that and release it. Put a dunk on it. Well, we might get a lawsuit from Kent Blazy or Neil Thrasher. <laughs> Thrasher. Kent will be like, get him, Thrasher! <laughs> what do you reckon Thrasher sounds like? Well, Neil Thrasher is definitely like a... He's like the yeah, henchman yeah. of the group. You'd be yeah. like, hey, I'm Neil Thrasher, I'll thrash you up there! And Kent Blazy's like a little weedy. He's the front man, but he's like a little weedy kind of uh, effeminate chap. <laughs> My name's Kent Blazy, but if you don't back off, I'll set Neil Thrasher on you! Get him, Thrasher! <laughs> get him. That's what I get for loving you. <laughs> um, uh, but anyway, going back to the game. What's his name? Who? Thrasher, what's his first name? Neil. I just want to see if he's got a page of his own. Like. He has? He's, no, like his... he's called Joe Neil Thrasher Jr. Whoa. There was, it used to be in a duo with Kelly Shiver. Called Thrasher Shiver. I've got G.I. Joe. What? I just put it in and it came up with G.I. Joe. What did? Neil Fra- Joe Thrasher. No. Joe Neil Thrasher Jr. Anyway. How's what? Uh, yeah. The Ordinary Way. N-E-I-L. Anyway. The game, right? The game was so you both click random article and then you can play it remotely. So I'd send you the link to my article and you've got to get from your article to my article in as few moves as you can. That's not going to work on there. I know it's not going to work, but I just thought I'd tell you because it's a really good game. So, like, you've got to look through all the the blue links and you just got to find. So, what was your one again? Uh, I have to bring another one up. All right. Got Dasul. Dasul. <laughs> that's a what, musician. That's what a, a German Geordie calls his bum. <laughs> Dasul. Put it in Dasul. Clean out the Dasul. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, this guy called Dasul. Yeah. He's uh, a Spanish singer, okay. And he released a single called El No Te Da. El no te da. <laughs> what do you reckon that goes like? El no te da. No te da da nada. El no te da. <laughs> that sounds good. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Can I, t- can I give you some of his other singles? Yeah, go on. He's got um, La Buena La Venida al Amor. That's the song that Neil Frasher. Frasher. Right, here he is, Frasher, Frasher the Basher. <laughs> Uh-oh, Frasher. Were you in a band called The Bashers? Yeah, when I was like 10. <laughs> Tell that story. 
It's just, well, I wasn't in a band called The Vashers. Yes, you were. <laughs> Basically, we've got some like home videos from the 80s. Yeah. And there's one of like, me and my brother. I've got a guitar and he's got, he's using a, a metal detector as a microphone. <laughs> and we're sort of like running around pretending to be in a band. Yeah. And my dad introduces it as the hot new band, The Bashers. Yeah, well, now you can be Neil Thrasher and The Bashers. Good name. I will play the role of Neil Thrasher. And you'll be my backing band, The Bashers. <laughs> Thrasher and The Thrasher. Yeah, I've got a list here of singles composed by Neil Thrasher. Okay. Um, you got Love Is Enough, Better Than It Used To Be, Tattoos On This Town. I'd like to hear Tattoos On This Town. I got tattoos on this town. I got tattoos upside down. I got tattoos make me frown. I got tattoos on the town. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's absolutely brilliant there's one down here called Ain't No Trucks in Texas oh man that sounds good yeah it's not that good is this are these neo-fascist solo projects or is this with the bashers he's no <laughs> <laughs> it's mostly with the bashers but there are some solo projects here okay. um, he, he wrote a song for Billy Ray Cyrus you know who he is don't you? yeah um, yeah well you know there you go. He's got a song called How Cool Is That? This I Gotta See. How cool is that? This I Gotta See. Everybody going there doing a wee. <laughs> Andy Griggs. That's good, yeah. He's got a... I think this this could be a new feature on the podcast. David Wetnell sings The Thrashers. <laughs> <laughs> David Wetnell sings the hits of Neil Thrasher. <laughs> Fast cars and freedom. Oh, God. freedom. Get everywhere. goes my life. I lost it. It was my real life, but I lost it. Somebody said but there ain't no trucks in Texas. Have you got the actual lyrics for that, or are you just making That's it? Me. That was just a list of song names all put together. Yeah. You can't, I can't get any lyrics. I'm not surprised. It's all a load of shit, isn't it? It's all a load of shit, mate. Um, I'm going to look for lyrics to Ain't No Trucks in Texas. <laughs> I thought I actually thought of a game we could play using Wikipedia. Yeah. If you, you've got time. I've got a few minutes, yeah. Well, you could, uh, so you could heat it up later, couldn't you? <laughs> Yeah, I've got the lyrics here to Ain't No Trucks in Texas. There ain't no bar on the edge of the town. Ain't no guitar with a lovely sound. There ain't no band playing that song about some girl that be gone too long. Cause there ain't no trucks in Texas. Ain't no football in the south. Ain't no bourbon in Kentucky. Ain't drinking me some now. Ain't no stars in California. Never, never had the blue. There ain't no drugs in Texas, and I ain't missing you. <laughs> I like that bit at the end. Yeah, well, that's that's the chorus. Very, very beautiful. Very, very beautiful. <laughs> I liked it, and I liked it. I've been stuck indoors for three weeks, and I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to listen to the actual song in a bit, just to see how clear yeah. it was. Can you imagine if I got the tune exactly right? I tell you what, I wouldn't listen to this back, because... Uh, it's going to be pretty 
Ramshackle. Ramshackle. Well, like like I say, we're uh, you know we're going mad. Right. Okay. This is the second part of our isolation podcast. Um, the first part, it was like three weeks in, wasn't it? And now we're like three months in. Yeah. Uh, so I'm kind of just used to it now, really. Yeah, it's a, it's become a way of life, hasn't it? Pretty much. But uh, I mean, I was a bit anxious at the start. I was having like reoccurring anxiety dreams and now I just feel calm. Do you? Yes. <laughs> That's good. I'm, I'm glad that you're not having anxiety dreams anymore. Um, uh, do you what- have a- what do you think's changed? Well, I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, mate. Do you ever have a reoccurring like dream about something? Not really. I don't really have that many. Well, I, you know, I know everyone has dreams all the time, but I don't really remember many of my dreams. I'm not. I'm quite a good sleeper. If you know what I mean. So I don't tend to wake yeah, up. Yeah. Okay. Which is That's what nice. you need to do to remember your dreams, and you need to wake up in the middle of them. Yes, I just have the same one every night. What is it? Well, it's basically... Uh, this is going to be good. It's not that good. I'm basically going into school. And yeah. um, you can analyse this, psychoanalyse it. Okay. I'm going into school. Yeah. And I get there and I look in my bag and there's like one uh, exercise book. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, crap, I've got to use that for every lesson. This, I'm like, you know, I have to hide it. Yeah. Um, and then, and then I realise oh, I've got to go to history class. And then I think, oh, God, I haven't been to history class for like six months. Yeah, the, the history teacher is really scary. Do you remember Mr. Illingworth? Yes. Um, so I was like, oh no, he's going to kill me. And I just think I've got to just go. I've just got to leave school and never come back. And that's it. I'm done with it. Ah. <laughs> it's a very interesting dream. That I think there's a couple of interesting things there. One is that yes. it's it, obviously it's school, so it's a yes. thing which happened in your past, and the subject is history. You're obviously very concerned with something that's happened in the past, something oh, which you're trying to with. avoid from your past. What have Illumworth you done? Was scary. What did you I do? Just, well, Illumworth was a scary teacher, and I think he just symbolises dread in my mind. Well, I think that's one explanation, but I think another explanation is that you're terrified of something that you did in the past leaking out in your exercise <laughs> book, your notes, someone well, getting hold of them. Possibly. Um, what was do you know Mr. Illumworth? Um, yeah. My mum my used to have this like, weird conspiracy about him that he was in the uh, military police because... She'd like to see the video wearing a scarlet beret. <laughs> That's so funny. It's also like, um, I mean, we. it's like, oh, he, he's, in this, he's in the secret military police. Yeah. Like we live in the bloody GDR. Well, we didn't have a secret military police. No, as conspiracies go, it's hardly um, moon landing. <laughs> it's not. It's not hardly flat earth, is it? My mum likes a good conspiracy. She's quite into the... Um, do the 5G corona thing. She's into that, is she? She thinks that's yeah. real. Her daily exercise is pulverising a phone mast. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but your yeah, mother Mr. and father are both very sceptical of uh, wireless technology, aren't they? I remember you telling me a while ago that your dad was very worried about when Wi-Fi first became ubiquitous in the home. He continued uh, well, yes. with, with uh, plugged-in Wi-Fi for years. I'll tell you why. Yeah, well, go on, you tell the tale. <laughs> So, yeah, so he kept it plugged in for years, and every time me and my brother would come back for, like, you know, Christmas or whatever, we'd be like, can you just turn the Wi-Fi on, please? Yeah. Can we use it? He went, no, if, if I turn it on, people might steal my emails. <laughs> <laughs> they might so, yeah. steal and download my emails and print them off. But there we go. 
Um, Mr. Illingworth in a scarlet beret in the in the Video City shop. Well, it's funny that he'd wear it. Maybe he was wearing it as a disguise because he was going into the adult section of the uh, of Video City. Maybe it's a very uh, unknown Prince B side that. (laughs) (laughs) Very unknown. Very niche. Unreleased. Very nice. He wore a scarlet beret, the kind you wear in the video video city behind the curtain. Um, Actually, talking about dreams and school, I used to go. I used used to be a lad in school who. Aladdin? A guy in school who I knew. To a lad in school? Who who was quite into lucid dreaming and he tried to teach me how to do lucid dreaming. Yeah. And did you manage it? Obviously not, because I'm still having dreams about school. But, He's probably flying around having a hoot nanny every night. <laughs> hoot nanny with Jules Holland. Um, <laughs> but um, you know, if I was in your yeah. position where I was having a recurring dream every night, I would definitely try and do lucid dreaming because it'd be I easy have, for you to to try. I have tried it, like the technique, and it has kind of worked, but it's just You've so exciting. Persevere. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it messes with your head a bit. I feel like dreams are important to sort of... Yeah, but not when it's the same it. one every bloody night. No, but I think control... to waste it, that one. I think there's an... You know, dreams are important to sort of replay... Yeah. Things. The hits. Um, <laughs> what have you... How long have you the been having this dream? How well, many that, years? If, I've ever, if I'm ever stressed about anything, like, I've been having it for like 20 years probably since I left Jesus. school. Jesus. Um, it's not very nice. I think and you like, do need to go and see a, a professional. It, joking apart, it's, it, it, it is a horrible thing, like the dread you feel. Maybe what you need to do is meet up with Mr. Ridingworth. Maybe that'll assuage your uh, your fear. I I could arrange this meeting, you know. I actually mm. do know him. Is Video City still open? <laughs> to meet him I get you a Scarlet Beret. Yes. Anyway... Do you know what we should talk about as this is a snooker podcast? When we went to the snooker, watch the snooker in Southport. Yeah, that feels like a, a different world. That was just before lockdown. Well, it was the um, first first of March, wasn't it? So And we were a bit wary, actually. No, I wasn't particularly wary, but we it was on our minds. Yeah, I mean, it was like, it was like pretty big news at the time, but we it, we were still kind of like, oh, well, let's hope it doesn't come here. Um, yeah, and we were obviously going into a venue with a lot of people. Yeah. So. But do you remember that day? Because we had the full day of sort of, yeah. you know. It was a grand day out. <laughs> Jolly we boys there, out. Went, went straight to like an Italian restaurant. Got had some a lovely beers meal. Got, had a few more pints, went to watch the football. It was just like a great day out. And you yeah. even went, won, won something on the grabbers in the arcades. I did. I won a little which is, toy. Which is pretty much like the jewel in the crown of your existence in terms of uh, your aspirations. <laughs> you were quite surprised when I won on it because you thought, like no one well, ever wins. You're obsessed with those grabbers, aren't they? But you know, I thought I thought you might have won before as well. I have won before. Oh, you have won before. Yeah, I won. Yeah. That's how I got hooked. I won early well, on. I, it's like a gamble. What I liked about it as well is like you, you you sort of held it aloft and you kept it sort of close to you for the whole day. And even when we walked into the venue, the guy was like, "What's that?" And you went, "He's coming in with me." <laughs> <laughs> well, I did feel slightly embarrassed after because once there was like a moment of elation when I won it, and then I. Sort of, it, this was about three o'clock in the afternoon, and then I realized, oh, I'm gonna have to bloody carry this around all day, Look like a right knobhead carrying the bloody well, kid's toy into the snooker. I wanted, 
I wanted to visit the joke shop that I used to go to in the 90s because I remember there was some really good political masks. Yeah. Do you remember when we walked in? And I was like, Still have you got Blair? Do you have Blair? Have you got John Major? <laughs> have you got Norman Lamont? <laughs> Could you imagine if we turned up as like Blair and the Saddam Hussein to the snooker? Yeah. That would well, have been great. I just think like, how long have those masks been on the uh, on the shelf? Perished. Perished. <laughs> Shop, shop rotten, shop, shop rotten, rotten Tony Blair mask. They did actually. I still have some of those old masks. Yeah, they didn't go back to the mid nineties. They, they had George to... Bush, Tony Blair. Surely that's discounted now. Well, it's two for one. <laughs> two for one, Blair and Saddam. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. yeah but I, I was, so then, obviously, we were a bit worse for wear, weren't we? We got into the venue, and I don't think to we be were honest, worse for wear. I think we were tired. We were worse for wear, but we were tired and we were giddy. We should point and, out to, to listeners who don't know that like we've both got very young children and we haven't been out like afternoon yeah. drinking all day drinking for a long, long time. And so it was like we got the train all the way to Southport, which took a long time. And then it was like a long day of walking around and going to the pub and then like the snooker started at seven. So by the time we got there at like twelve, by the time the snooker started, I was just feeling like I wanted to go home to bed. Yes. That yeah, I can't recommend having a drink before the snooker. No, I mean going to sit in a in a dark, quiet room <laughs> when you when you <laughs> exactly it's perfect for for sleep, but not when you're supposed to be watching the snooker when you've paid no. good money, but what hard was, cash. I don't, I don't know if you remember this, but we were during the day we were sort of laughing at how crap Phil Yates was on the commentary. Yeah. So when we got there, we put the headsets on and it was Phil Yates and he said something stupid and we just got the giggles a bit and we were just a bit giddy. Oh, and we said. were trying to settle. I don't remember what he said. But yeah. then we were trying to settle down, obviously, because it was starting. And then you noticed that the guy in front was texting. Oh, and yeah. You relayed it to me and I just yeah. lost it. Then. You remember what he said again? Oh, it, I can't. I, I can't. Remember. Can you remember what I said? I remember what it was about. So the the referee was the um, I can't remember her name, but the the female referee. Yeah. So um, basically, you leaned over and read his text, and basically he said, he was texting his mate, and he said. But also, I should point out, he was sitting there with like with his partner. Like there was a woman yeah, there yeah, with yeah. him, and he was like <laughs> turning his phone on a slight angle so she couldn't see. Texted his mate, hmm. and what did she say? What did he say? <laughs> it just said, um, but he capitalized "amazing," but basically said. The ref, the referee has amazing tits. <laughs> <laughs> what a dirty bugger! And you, you sort of passed it on to me, and I just lost my shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That what I mean. I felt bad for the woman who was with him because I just thought, like, yeah. I mean, I, I just think that's a bit. Also, it was funny. It was funny, but it's also a bit off, isn't it? You don't need to be seeing that. No. Do you remember on the? Do you remember what anything else happened that day? Anything funny? Oh, not really. It, feel, just, it totally feels like it was a different time. person, a different world. Like the, the thought of just being able to go out and go to the pub now just seems like so alien. Just walk into a <laughs> pub, sit down, get a pint. Like doesn't matter if there's someone sitting near you. It just feels like such a blissful world. Do you know what happens to me when now when I'm watching telly? Because obviously it's all. Shows that have been recorded pre-lockdown. Yeah, and I, when when people are close together, I go, oh, and what, what are they doing? They yeah, like... I've had a bit of that when you watch like I, I was watching yeah. um, old episodes of Only Fools and Horses the other day. And there was like a market scene, and they were all like crowded close together, and I was a bit like, oh, imagine <laughs> that. that, awful. Yeah. 
But, but yeah, it, it's funny. I, th- I do think it's going to be like it, we're stuck with this forever. It's like it's already seeped into our consciousness. Like we're not going to be able to just forget oh, about sorry. it. Even in like but five t- years' time when it's like, oh, it's pretty low risk now. We're not going to be able to like, go on. The snooker worked quite well on ITV, the Championship League. And I feel like I was a bit worried about the World Championship. Yeah. What it going to be like, I think it's going to be fine. I think it's going to be good and I think it's going to be fine. Yeah. Without I mean, I think like for the most part, the crowd at snooker, they do very little. It's not like they provide a lot of atmosphere because the, you know, mm. apart from maybe with the, the exception of the final, if it goes quite close in the final, then that's going to have an effect on it. It's not going to be dramatic. But it but will be okay. It'll be fine. Because I got yeah. in, I got into a couple of matches, and I just kind of forgot there was a crowd, and you know, quite yeah. enjoyed it. Well, most of the but, time, um, the crowd's like quiet anyway, isn't it? So yeah, I'm looking forward to. It. I reckon they'll have a little bit of a crowd. Yeah, who? Maybe like three every year, three on every row or something, yeah. spaced out. I don't know. I mean, it's, I, I it's don't know. I think it would be easy just to go. We're not selling any tickets. Possibly. But, but um, there we go. We'll see what happens. Um, I'll tell you what I was going to mention to you. I don't know if I told you this, but um, do you know when my brother and his family had coronavirus, or well, they think they had it? Yeah. My brother wasn't very, wasn't ill at all, really. He was pretty much asymptomatic. Yeah. And a few weeks later, he got really ill. Yeah. Um, and he's like really, really sick. And he couldn't work out what it was, and he got tested for COVID, and it was negative. Yeah. And he's racking his brains like, why do I feel so ill? And then he suddenly realised he had, do you, know, do you know those like backpack water things that people have? Yeah, it's like it's like a bladder pack thing. Yeah, I don't know what you call them. Yeah. Basically, he was riding around like sucking on basically a dung encrusted bladder pack. Oh. And uh, Taylor's Taylor's oldest time thought he had coronavirus. It turns out he just hadn't washed out the flange cannon thing. Just <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to piece together what what exactly has happened here with words like. Dung encrusted in <laughs> flange cannon. Basically, he hadn't washed out this bladder pack, and he, uh, he, he got <laughs> he got again. Um, he got gastroenteritis. It's easy for you to say. Um, and it, it was like seriously ill. But he just hadn't washed. He, he was basically just a dirt bag. And so he, bla- he had one of those things for like when you're cycling about for sucking water yeah. out of, yeah. and it was just, just a bit rin- grotty. Rin- rinsed it out. It was soaked in so, grot. Yeah. Oh. He was just a t- just a teenager dirtbag. <laughs> well, at least it wasn't COVID. So just be just be aware, guys, if you've got one of those. If you're packs. sucking on your flange cannon or your blood pack, <laughs> make sure it's not dung encrusted. All right. <laughs> My dad, uh, you yeah. go. <laughs> what what else should we talk about? I tell you what was quite funny last time was doing those like random wiki pages and yeah. Um, that's all I can think of. We could do really. Unless you've got anything you want to talk about. No, I mean, shall I get to like run through some uh, wiki pages? See if there's anything we can. Well, I don't know. Random ones. If you want, yeah, I don't know how you're going to introduce this. It's section. just like a little new feature, isn't it? We, we just sift well, through. Well, let's try and think of something else. Um, go on then. You send them Wikipedia pages. Are these actually random ones, or you found some ones that you think would be funny? Well, I'm just trying to find some random ones. Now. We'll just press random. That's what I'm doing. All right, here's a good game. I'll just click random and give you. I'll give you the title and see if you can guess what like the thing is. Okay. So I've just clicked on one. Dan Philastra. Is a person. It's a software product industry person. Yeah. <laughs> the first one I clicked uh, on was it a novel? 
called Shilako. Shilakai. Shilakai. It's a 1962 Western novel. And they made a film of it with Sean Connery and Bridget Bardo. Oh. Mm-hmm. What's this? Suffesalus puncticolis. That sounds like what your brother had off that flange can. Sophelius puncticolis. Puncticolis. It's a burrowing water beetle. Oh. There you go. Tiffin Township, Adams County, (laughs) Ohio. Welcome to Tiffin Township. I am the mayor of Tiffin Township. My name is Tim Tiffin. This is my (laughs) wife, Tina Tiffin. Yeah, guess what? This is Dioscoria Dumitola. Oh, that sounds like another disease. It's... Also known as bitter yam, crusty yam, or free-leaved, free-leaved yam. Crusty yam. <laughs> oh, bitter, bitter yam sounds like a Birmingham City fan. I mean, you might <laughs> Birmingham lost yam. Yam bitter yam. Yam, I will tell you. He's one of those bitter yams up the villa. <laughs> oh, bitter yam, yam, you're you're all tell you. Oh, this isn't working, is it? No, mix master Morris. <laughs> What? Mixmaster Morris. Mixmaster Morris. Derodontatus unidentatus is a species of tooth-necked fungus beetle. It is found in North America. This article is about Kurt Freund, was a Czech-Canadian physician and sexologist. Better known sexologist. For, yeah, best known for developing phallometry, the objective measurement of sexual arousal in males. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> Disgusting. Absolutely. Disgusting. Can you read an article out in that voice? Alright, I'm going to find another article. I'll leave it in this voice. I focus today. Can you read like a snooker player's uh, rookie page? Right, who got me to read? Dennis Taylor. <laughs> Dennis Taylor. Dennis Taylor. Born 19th of January, 1949. Is a retired professional snooker player from Northern Ireland. Taylor won the 1985 World Snooker Championship, defeating Steve Davis in the final, 18-17. The final of the record for the highest deal broadcast in the UK after midnight and on BBC Two. <laughs> Taylor had reached the final once previously in 1979 World Poker Championship, where he lost 24 16 to Terry Griffith. Taylor reached the highest record career in 1979 80, where he was second in the world. <laughs> That's great. Right, well, it's quite a long article, so I'm not gonna, I'm gonna carry on with that. You know what his highest break was? I tell you what, it is a good game. I'll do some famous old snooker players, right? And you've got to guess what their highest break was. What's Dennis Taylor's highest break? Ah, uh, one three two. No, one four one. Oh, not, not in nineteen eighty Carling Challenge. Right. <laughs> 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 Name another f- old snooker player. Alex Higgins. 
Alec Pickens. Alec Pickens. Right. What was the highest break? Oh, um, <laughs> over for uh, you. What was his eyes break? One four four. No, a one hundred and forty-two. <laughs> In the nineteen eighty-five British Open. Brilliant. Right, let's try Tony Meow. Tony Meow. What did I uh, break? One three eight. No, Tony Meow. <laughs> Made the maximum break of 147 <laughs> in the 1988 match home league. <laughs> we were talking about Timmy Mallet, weren't we, on uh, on the last, on the first part? Were we? Oh, yeah, we were, because we said, we're like, sending, much. Sending, sending in pictures to, like, um, yeah. CDs and stuff. Yeah. I'm going to have a look at Timmy Mallet's uh, Wikipedia page. I mean, we're pretty much always talking about uh, Timmy Mallet. Timmy Mallet. How would you describe Timmy Mallet to like somebody who's never heard of him? Notorious neon knobhead. <laughs> a giant mallet and a yeah. catchphrase that's blah. <laughs> Says here on, on, on Timmy Mallet's Wikipedia page. In 2000, like, bear in mind, like, Wacker Day probably finished in like 93 or something. In 2002, Mallet made West Ham United agree to stop selling copies of their mascot, Herbie the Hammer, in their club shop after he complained it looked too similar to Pinky Punky. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit similar, that. Yeah, I'm having that. Get me lawyers no. on it. He's got a very uh, <laughs> a very strict what... legal team. Come, come down on you like a ton of bricks. <laughs> when you yeah, go camping, well, you've got to be careful not to do any impressions while you're putting your tent up. With the mallet out. Because his legal oh. team, they've got spies everywhere, mate. They'll come down on you like a ton of bricks. Oh.